Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalie McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School. We hope you've had a pleasant week since we last connected. And this week, as always, if you've been with us for a long time, you know that we love to take little tangents and divergence because me and BB both just like living life by a little bit of the flow and going with the inspiration rather than being caught too tightly to the linear way of living. Um, so we've decided that we would love to take you on a little journey through a series of podcasts around where we're exploring living in unison with your soul aligned business. So whatever that might be for you, whether you're already on track and already have set up or whether you're, you're new to the space or even considering it, um, we're hoping to share some nuggets of gold with you and as I said to BB earlier um, I've done things plenty of right ways and wrong ways so you can learn from all of our combined experience to maybe give you some shortcuts and maybe different ways of looking at things too. So you are very welcome and BB delighted to have you here as always. It's so good to be here. Really Mm. excited about this one. (laughs) (laughs) Shared experiences. Yeah, that's a hard-earned experiences as well sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so for you, the idea of a soul-aligned business, what mm. what is that? What does it mean to you? To me, it mainly means this inner chasm that we sometimes have between who we feel we are and how we show up at, you know, our day job. Um to some of us, this this can feel really painful and can feel really heavy and it can feel that we, you know, not really uh, are home in ourselves. And to me, having an aligned, a soul aligned business is really where how you show up through your work in the world is very much, you know, informed by your soul, by an inner expression, not so much what other people are doing, but essentially, you know, what your soul is asking to to bring through you into, into the world. And, you know, and that can change directions. <laughs> um, but essentially, it's, it's you know, it's, it's an inner feeling of, um, yeah, again, authenticity or a sense of alignment where you feel you don't have to straddle, you know, where you show up one part of your life as you know a a diminished version of yourself and then you know the rest of your life you get to be who you are it's like imagining and to me it's like where we in different ways moving forward in society um for us some of us it's a soul aligned business for some of us it's like a soul aligned job you know you don't need to run your own business as such to me that's that's exactly the same because not everyone is here to run their own business uh, running your own business is not higher than working for someone as long as it's in alignment with right but for some of us it is the calling to to go out and run our own business so how can we do that how can we pay the bills how can we you know show up in this material world with responsibility and yet at the same time stay in integrity with with who we are with our values um that's guess uh, a long mm. answer to your question do you have a, a refined way <laughs> <laughs> You should know by now, refined does not, does not come along with Rosalina. Um, for me, a soul aligned business would be sort of similar. So it's the expression of 
yourself, your soul, in whatever way it wants to be expressed at this moment in time through the lens of a business like. And I think sometimes it can get a little bit messy because we can think we are it then. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes it's nice to have a bit of breathing space so you be, you can know that you are much more than that. That's, that's one avenue of expression. And some people will have maybe three mm-hmm. or four avenues of expression depending on what way they wish to run their business or what way they wish to sort of organize it as well or their life like and I think another part where it can get messy is where it becomes everything yeah do you know like to the to the detriment maybe of relationships of other parts of expressions of yourself your hobbies your well-being or whatever else like so it's like it's an aspect of you and it's an, it is an aspect of the expression of your soul and how it wishes to be brought out in a to use the word business format like but your soul is expressed in so many other ways as well so to me, it's like how it fits in with all of life. So it's one part if you think of that sort of, you know, the coaching wheel of the thing Majiki they use and coaches and all sometimes like, do you know, like it's one part of that whole pie that way. Like, so there's other parts of you too that will need nurturing tendons. Like, but it's a, uh, for some people it will be, as you said, something that they do part-time, full-time, ad hoc, whatever they want. Like, because the beauty of having a soul aligned business is that it's aligned to you your desires, your wishes, your dreams, how you wish to work, who you wish to work with and what format you wish to work rather than like, you know, well, this is what that has to be like or this is what I thought it was like based on maybe a very limited perspective of what a business was maybe 10 years ago, like because maybe we haven't had exposure behind the scenes of other businesses as well, like of seeing how they're set up, how they're run or what format they take. Like I was chatting to somebody this week and I was like, well, the beauty is now, like, once you get going and find your feet, you get to really find out who you want to work with, what kind of hours you want to work. Do you mm. know, like, when you're at your best, what fits in best with your family, your kids, your your sort of holidays, in a sense, or your time off and all. And she just let me go, you get to do all of that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, because otherwise it'll run you. Do you know, 100%. like, you know, like it will take over and you'll find that you have no space left for yourself or that little pocket of your garden will have overgrown and started composting itself. Like, do you know, like, so I think there's so many layers to it. Like, and I think when we're first starting out, it's normal because we maybe haven't been exposed. Like nobody in my family runs a business. Mm-hmm. I knew nobody who ran a business. Like, so I had a learn as I fell over myself 20 million times. Like, do you know, so we might not have access to people who do that. There's more now than there was when I started, like, but we might not have within our facility to reach out and ask or to look at, do you know, like, mm-hmm. so there's loads of little layers, I think, like, and when we first started, it's very easy to go, oh, I'm just going to run a business. And I love that, like, and that was me, and I love that. Yeah, I'm going to go do this. And then the reality of, oh, it entails so much more than just me doing my my healing work, like, do you know, like, unless I have the beautiful privilege of straight away hiring all the people who need to take all the crappy stuff off my desk. Yeah, I think, you know, one way of how I like to look at running a business is actually conscious business conduct to me is, is one of the higher forms of spiritual living because it 
you know, running your own business will, it's like a megaphone. It'll, it'll heighten all aspects of you. You can, you know, mm. if you set up in the right way, you can, it can heighten your talents and, you know, bring them out into the world. And, and this idea of, you know, purpose and seva, serving the world, you know, with, with your gifts. Um, but it can also highlight and <laughs> augment all of your fears, you know, whether it's imposter syndrome or, you know, whether it's um, just a, a lack of structure around finances, it, it doesn't matter. So what I always not liked in the moment overall, like as running a business as like, okay, what's coming up as themes? And then I can look at them and actually work with them you know so it's it's just like stepping onto a yoga mat you know all your issues are coming up there as well um you can step into a business and go what am i avoiding and you know it, it like running a business like 15 years 16 years in now it still keeps giving it still keeps highlighting you know all all of my personal issues i'm like okay there's another one and we work with that so you know we can look at at running a business in in that way too it can be it doesn't necessarily is by default but it can be a spiritual practice um and to me when we look at it in that way from a greater context what we're really doing is we're weaving the feminine into the masculine right so that balance that we are currently talking about in the holistic world you know shifting from the toxic masculine into healthy masculinity finding the balance between patriarchy and matriarchy you know where where is where is that intersection and to me running a holistic or a soul-based business it's very much right in the middle of that battleground. It's right. It's like, how do I combine my logic, my, you know, linear thinking, my ABCs with my intuitive in the moment um, ideas that come down and in? And, you know, I think having spoken to many people, mentoring people on that level, and also having been mentored um, and have had teachers in in that field speaking at the, there is there is this you know everything that you see currently going out and on in the world is really reflected in our own internal conversation as well the wars we've seen on the external are the wars that we've seen on the inside you know the conflicting messages out in the world like the polarities we see them inside of ourselves as well and so again from that perspective running your own business if there is any way how we want to contribute towards, you know, a healthy ba balance between the yin and the yang in the world out there. I actually see it through personally through running a business and tidying up where have I stepped into my own toxic masculinity? Where have I stepped into so much overdrive that, you know, I don't even, I've, I've completely lost touch with regulating my nervous system downwards and being in the intuitive side. Or where have I gone so far into toxic femininity where like, ah, oh, everything is just going with a flow that I never actually mark, you know, because we there can be toxicity on both sides. So to me, anyone that is already running a holistic business, anyone that is already running any kind of business, really, mm. um, we have a unique opportunity, uh, whether it's part-time, full-time, it doesn't matter, Um but also if you're just showing up in your everyday vocation, we have an opportunity to to look at what's at art there and in that way actually contributing to the greater sense of society. So to me, looking at running as a business has always a sense of spiritual work, like hands-on spiritual mm. work, you know. We need to balance the books or, you know, your accounts are due. Just yeah. like, you know, this time of the year. So things like that. Uh, and yet at the same time being deeply and deeply like how can I fulfill those needs and at the same time mm. be deeply in touch with my my soul's mission you know yeah 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 and it, like anybody who like is sat in class in front of me or comes from the mentors like you know considering setting my business and all, i'm like 
oh, you thought the ride was fun. Now it's going to go up a level because it totally is like the personal growth arena. And I don't mean running the business as a person, like not running the business, but whether you're doing it through a holistic lens or not, but actually running a business full stop Mm -hmm. is going to make you meet every aspect of yourself. All do your self-worth, your gifts, your ability, your expression, the ability to receive the exchanges, every every facet you thought you could try and run around will meet you somewhere along the way, depending on what you need to meet along the way, like sort of thing. Like, mm-hmm. but I think it's 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 such an interesting space to be in because you really are meeting yourself on all these different levels that you might not get the opportunity to in other places, like in that way. Like, do you know, like a step, and I'm going. Yes, I'm going to run my own business, like. Do you know, like, and then it's like, okay, what's the next step of that there? Like, do you know, like, and it's a foot in both worlds if you work on the holistic, like, mm-hmm. we all think, I'm going to run my business and build it and they will come. And I remember that's what I got told, like, 15, 16 years ago. You know, if you just build it, they'll come. And I'm like, I don't think that's how it really works. I'd love it if it did, but I don't think it's mm-hmm. the positive, positive your way out of growing a business. Like, it requires work, like at the end of the day like you know in some form it will um but i think it's the balance of both then like you've won in the spiritual where you're listening to your instincts your knowings your your guidance of yeah like yeah you don't need to send out three thousand emails to promote that program like do you know like i really don't feel like that's right for me and the coach or whatever or the internet's going to you need to send out the three thousand emails to the person and you're just like yeah i'm not do you know like where you're really listening but then where you're not afraid then you know, like the part of everybody sort of was like, I don't want to talk about is the finances, the money. Can I not just mm-hmm. do it for free? And I'm like, yeah, you can do it for free. If you do not need to put food on the table and raise your family, hell yes, do it for free. Like, but for the majority of us, we still have to pay all the courses we do. We still pay for all the trainings. We pay for all the support, the self-care that we receive from our other practitioners, our accountants, our marketers, our blah, 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 blah. So there needs to be the in for there to be the support and the out as well. Like, but I think it's really interesting watching people at certain parts of where they're like, I can just avoid that little part. Like, I don't need to look at my money. Like, and to me, it's nearly mm. possibly the first place to look because if your yeah. nervous system is highly activated starting your business, <clears throat> you're going to need a lot more support to make really aligned choices. Like, mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me, rather than making the choices out of fear. Do you know, like, oh, I, I really don't want to work with that person or I really don't want to do the corporate gigs, but it's money. So, oh, feck it, I'll do it. Like, and then you're in there going, oh my God, this is life draining. Like, do you know, like, yeah. so you're doing it from a place, I, I need that security, but in order to get mm-hmm. that, I'm not getting, I'm not receiving the fulfillment from it. Like, mm. and, and it also depends. It's so different to each each one of mm. us because our energy systems are so so unique in that way as well you know whilst some of us are really like thriving when we have you know like when we tr- throw ourselves in on the deep end you know cancel our day job and you know in we go and you know it, it worked really well for me the first time around so when I like left the corporate world um, but I didn't have any children and at the time I didn't have a mortgage so um i could live in a small place you know like there there Mm. were like ways about it and i had a good bit of savings up till then as well um and i know at that point my nervous system was actually really okay with that challenge i knew it focused me i knew it kind of made me work on it every day and it was also fun that's that was really important you know um and then at other times 
you know and for some people it might be exactly not what you want to do you know like when i know my nervous system is in, in a heightened state from from whatever reason um to then throw yourself in the deep end or if you have you know a couple of children like who are depending on your your mm-hmm. income um it's not that you can't do it but if you feel like that you know there's just an extra load on your system i'm like why do mm-hmm. it what you know there's so much martyrdom i think a lot in the holistic world of like i'm gonna kill myself so f- for it but the message is most important it's like no 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 that's patriarchy actually within ourselves again you know one has to die in order for the other survive to survive but it's this is an idea of like like what about doing it part-time what about doing mm-hmm. it you know seeing i don't know two clients on a saturday morning you know um your husband takes the kids out to the park you have your home to yourself you have an easy relatively like at least in that way there's no financial pressure because the thing is when you can take the financial pressure off what we gain is usually authenticity in our expression and i've seen it i've seen like when 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 mentoring yoga teachers through their training and then into teaching that you know there's so much love and excitement for you know to bring the those teachings out into the world and that enthusiasm always reminds me of like you know a teenager or like someone in their in their uh, you know in, in a, when we we're in our early 20s we have like of so much energy we can afford putting our energy left right and center mm-hmm. you know but as we mature it's not possible and that's usually what i'm seeing in people and it's like within a year there is this sense of like oh shit you know like there's just so much pressure on me um financially and otherwise that i have to take on gigs that really drain me in order to pay mm. you know pay the bills but as a result i'm emptying out on the inside so um one of my yoga teachers years ago um she actually always said she would not ever recommend anyone going full-time into you know she was very strict on that i'm like mm. i don't know i don't see that because it didn't resonate so much with me at the time because i was already teaching and had gone straight in but now with a little bit more, I guess, maturity and experience in it, I can definitely see the value in that. Even shifting from one field to another, yeah. um, sometimes sometimes going cold turkey or like, you know, full throttle, it's, it's, it's not working for everyone at all the time. Mm-hmm. So to kind of watch our inner editing, you know, when are we going like, oh, if I just do this part time or like see one client a mm-hmm. week, I'm not like, that's surely not enough, right? And going like that, not enough that is a patriarchal thinking structure within ourselves so how can we hold ourselves very gently hold our own hands and sort of mother ourselves into a place where like well at least you have no money pressure just enjoy like just just let it run through you what comes through you you don't have to edit yourself because you don't depend on people coming back and liking you and really explore that place early on so there is a a fuller expression of you you know without the financial pressure on it but as a last point, that means, you know, early on being very honest with yourself and looking at your finances and looking at like, what are the bills? What are like, mm. what's coming in? What needs to be covered? Uh, and how can, if it's me alone, cover that? Or if I'm in a partnership with someone and also having to have that conversation because I think sometimes there there's a shift in energy, right? When one of us kind of veers out and because maybe our partner loves us, they just support it, but they don't quite realize how much pressure they take on by freeing us up. So to have conversation mm-hmm. around that, I think for a relationship is like, is really respectful, important as well, but definitely have a look at the, 
you know, at figures. It's it's not what we have in mind when we go, I'm going on a Reiki trip <laughs> course and I yeah. want to, you know, share Reiki with everyone. It's like, let's have a look at your money. It gets like, whoo, you know, but again, it's the yin and the yang. It's like, how can we bring yeah. the softness into the clarity and the logic? Yeah, yeah. That's the, fr- like when people say to me, they're going to set up their Reiki business and they're like, how much do I charge? And I'm like, how much do you need to earn? And they look at me as if I'm like being smart and I'm like, because what I maybe need to live on is very different to what you need to live on. My, I'm, and I don't, I might have very expensive tastes and need to go to my facial every day of the week and all there. Like, and I don't do any of that kind of stuff. But like, you know, we have different values, different things that are important to us. Like, I don't have kids. Do you know, like, so I don't need to think about saving for college or getting them even into school at the minute or any of that kind of stuff. Like, do you know, like, so, and I don't have any other dependents. I'm not caring for anybody. Thank God. Do you know, like, so I don't have to think about, oh, well, actually, I need to go and spend two weeks every month caring for like a family member a friend or something like that like do you know like so you're looking at your circumstances like and going what do I need to earn to live a life that actually feeds me so not like and you might start at okay what's the bare knuckles to cover everything and that Mm -hmm. also when you're starting a business will include what are all the business setup things that I'll need do you know like because initially it might just be the ESB bill my food and sure that's just grand and then you realize Oh, okay, actually, yeah, I need to pay for maybe for a room if I'm going to rent a room if I don't have room in the house, my insurance, my blah, 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 all the bits like, and I remember I shared this with somebody years ago, um, who was sort of coaching me in a completely different thing, but I did up my financial thing, like, and because I'm a cat, like I was an accountant, they were like, oh my God, I'm actually taking this. And I'm like, yeah, work away. Like, <laughs> they're like, you, like, you really thought about this? And I'm like, oh yeah, I, th- I have this all thought out. Like, I go, because I know what my, basic is and then I know to live the life fully that I really want to be living and to grow to that direction like sort of thing like Mm -hmm. do you know like so to me it's like then you know your price do you know like because if you need to see 300 clients in a week on one-to-one that isn't going to work long term do you know like you'll be burnt out do you know like and people don't realize that because they're like oh well you can fit like, like 10 clients in a day and I'm like you could but you won't be working there three months later like and it's like it seems so counterintuitive to look at that at the beginning because like at the beginning you're just interested yeah. in like soul work you know and it comes from a really good place but um one way i was lucky enough in terms of my my germanic upbringing and thanks to my parents of awareness around finances mm-hmm. um a structure has always and it's also down to if I look at my astrology and you know the, the, the different factors but structure has always played a big role in my life and from an early stage on I understood that structure is actually giving me freedom so yeah. understanding what does your financials require what structure do you need to set up doesn't mean that you necessarily are there yet but it's really important to understand that if for me for this business to carry me and to go on future trainings and eat organically and you know have the sort of lifestyle because maybe i also want to write and maybe i you know understand that to do mm. this work you know if i sit with clients one-on-one and i want to go really deep of course i can sit down and do 10 but for me personally, I, you know, when I do readings, two, three readings a day max, because I really like to go deep into the field and enjoy being there with people. But I also understand I can do this three times a week. Hmm. Anything more isn't viable. And to look at this early on in your sort of understanding, what it helps you to really clarify is what structure do I need? And it doesn't mean like, is this a yes or no for your business? Not at all, but it's like, what else do you need to bring Mm. in? You know, how can I 
you know, and that's for me, again, bringing the, the yin, the, the intuitive, the creative side. And it's like, okay, so if this is sort of the, the volume of work I can do at the moment, because I'm junior in this and I, you know, it requires me like teaching a yoga class after 10 years, you will not need to prepare an entire week to teach one class, mm. but at the beginning you will. So having 15 classes on your schedule early on is like literally impossible unless you teach the same class over and over again. Um, but you understand that's where it is. You can kind of go, okay, bare minimum, I can only do that much. There's a limited amount that's coming in and I have done my accounts, I've done my money calculations. So I know on that I can I can kind of with savings and everything, I can hang in for three to six months. After that, I need to step it up mm. to a level two. And that's that's the sustainable. And for me to have actually a thriving life where I don't need to turn every penny over, where if I see an interesting book, I can can buy that. You know, if you want to have that bit more freedom or if you need to go on a, want to go on a training, it's there. That would mean I have to step it up into this level. So I always looked at a business sort of like the entry, the pure, mm. like just about survivable sustainability and then the thriving and when we mm. start into a business it's good to look at it i think in stages and to acknowledge at the beginning it won't be necessarily like that and then we can yeah. do that you know that conversation with with our supporting structure we can ask you know our partners whoever else is there involved in our finances that we go like okay this is sort of my plan of course nothing ever goes according to plan you might be faster than mm. you think in the whole growth you know or it might take longer but at least there is some sort of direction and i think it's a you know, when we talk about presence and clarity and a willingness to meet the moment with honesty, that is actually mm -hmm. one of the most important skills when you run a business to look at honest with honest eyes at what are your needs. And it also meets that sort of, you know, what are your needs to survive? And like, you know, so money is really important until it's the least important thing because all of your needs are covered. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's usually the conversation when I'm mentoring other teachers, it would be always, you know, you, you hone in and at the end, it always comes actually within the person to the money, but there's shame around that. I didn't want to admit that mm. actually I can't afford teaching less classes and that's why I'm burned out. Or, you know, there's usually something around the money thing. So the earlier we can address that and bring light to it, I think the more wholesome it is for your business yeah. because it will meet you. And yeah. this has to not be exclusive. You know, this can be done while you're looking at what am I excited about? What am I passionate about? What do you feel the world needs? Like this can run parallel, you know, but with that honesty, I think you do yourself such a service. And my heart always breaks when I see a human being bring something very beautiful down and through. And then it it stops because they have not looked at those things, you know, because society maybe have given us an image that starving artists or, you know, the only mm. way you survive, like it's our beliefs are really wrapped into that whole money thing as well. Or like you should teach yoga or holistic things for free, which is like an interesting take because when you really look at the monastic structure, you know, if even monks, they were provided for by society, like the they didn't community. get money, but they were cooked for, right? So mm. Mm. money is an exchange it's an energetic exchange you know it's like so okay you don't get the tomatoes directly from your students but you get the money so you can buy your tomatoes and potatoes and whatever else you need mm. later on so to mm -hmm. me that whole structure is is really really important um around the finances you know mm. yeah and yeah. that's why i usually bring it up the first because i know you're going to meet it somewhere 
Do you know, like you're going to meet your your beliefs around money, about receiving, about asking for it, about exchange. You're going to meet it like, so you might as well meet it first all, but it's also allowing you to feed the vision. Because if you take that structure, you're trying to make the sort of the necessary, the middle, and then the sort of the, and whatever number of years or at some stage I will be here, you're feeding the vision, like, and you're allowing room for it to change, like, but you're going, yeah, eventually I'd love all this kind of support, like, so you're feeding the bigger vision as well, rather than just, oh, for now, I just need to be doing this, like, do you know, like, mm-hmm. so you're still bringing in the spiritual, you're bringing in the spirit of money to work with it and how your relationship with it and to shift and change it, like, but it's also because when you do it that way, like it's allowing you to see this is what I actually need to charge if I'm going to see 10 clients a week. And that's my only income. Like, do you know, like and it detaches your worth from the price then because you're yes. going like it's not about what I'm worth or I'm charging what I'm worth and all that stuff. It's actually, well, no, this is what I need in order to live the life I need to live and to run this business and to feel supported and to have reciprocity and to feel there's a beautiful exchange. That's what it is. And there is, you know, this is a really uh, radical act. This is a real rebellious act because what we're really shaken up here are the structures that, you know, think about it. If you're in banking, it seems to be okay to have a certain income. Mm. You know, like nobody's getting getting their ethics there, you know, entangled. But when you're teaching people how to move in a way that is supportive of their health, that you should do for free. Yeah. Or, you know, you can be in the environment of sales and that's okay. And you can sell tellies and you can sell IT solutions. And there it's okay for us to receive, you know, that's an, in, and I'm not even pointing fingers at companies. That's, that's another step, but for us internal, where our beliefs are, you know, so if I'm selling IT systems or if I'm selling whatever, whatever it is, for example, then I'm okay. Culturally, collectively, uh, we have accepted that then I can have a certain number of zeros, you know, mm. in, in my income. But when I help and see people after burnout, you know, to get a spiritual connection to a deeper meaning mm. in their life that I should do for free. Yeah. So the radical act here of self-embodiment, of soul embodiment of every single one of us who are in business, in whether it's holistic, but in a soul aligned business has actually the opportunity by by walking your own path and resolving those inner struggles and positioning yourself in a unique way that you teach all of society how we shift from these structures that as long as you sit in a in a tall high rise or in a funky new building you are allowed and worthy to receive money Mm. but if you're carrying a yoga mat or if you're somewhere connected to a realistic field that is somehow less worth you know, so we're taking part in a radical change of where we individually and collectively place our worth. You know, if you think of how much money we've all come to accept to pay for cars. Yeah. And I don't even mind, like, if you're really into your cars, but like a lot of it's us, like, don't give a shit which car we're driving. You know, a lot of us like go like from A, a to B, B. <laughs> but it's, but a car costs huh. X amount in around that, you know, and it's like, or telly, or these things that we've come to accept prices of, um, or even like, you know, going for an Italian pizza has a certain price, but somehow when we go and buy a yoga class online, that should be then, I don't know, five or eight euro, you know? So by us offering it at, and devaluing Mm -hmm. ourselves at such a level, we're actually inadvertently 
contributing to the patriarchy, even though in what we're teaching, most likely we are helping to unravel. Mm. So, you know, and I think that's again, it's it's the inner work is present everywhere. It's like, how can I slowly do my own inner worth work and my vision work for myself and society and start pricing myself and positioning myself and start offering what I have to offer with integrity and with a sense of, you know, acknowledgement of how much goodness there is in this for the well-being of the individual and society and price it accordingly uh, so that there is a bit of a balance that we see that the monies don't always go into one or two funnels in societies and, you know, which creates that, you know, a few years back when the demonstration, the 1% demonstrations were going on, um, I always thought that, that that's interesting because a lot of people from the holistic field were taking part in those demonstrations and that was important to do that and would be still important to do that. But I think sometimes where the real action really happens, because sometimes you wonder, well, what can I possibly do to create that shift, right? Well, as someone who has a soul aligned business, part-time, full-time, in, in whichever way, that is a way of doing it by establishing ourselves. Mm. It's not just picking a number random out of the sky and, you know, there's this other extreme. I think we, we've yeah. talked about this, not in the podcast beforehand, you know, where you're just going to go, how high can I price myself? And then my self-value depends on that. Like, that's not what we're talking either. But to move all of these professions that add so much to society out of this this sphere of where the income level is just below survival because it means yeah. all of us who are in that field and our, our income levels below what we actually need, we can do as much breath work as we want. Our nervous system is still in fight or flight response on some level because we're still not enough. There's mm -hmm. not enough there, right? And yet we're teaching about shifting from fear to love. So there is a huge opportunity in our business, in our how we set ourselves in a very pragmatic way in this world is by f looking at what do we need in order to survive? What do I have to offer? And where do I find an, in my eyes, appropriate amount of, of mm. pricing myself? Um, so even though it's money and it's pricing, it's actually about everything else, right? That's just mm. reflected in that. Yeah, it's all linked into it. Like, do you know, like, mm. because if you, if you're only starting out and you pick, pick that figure off, I'm just going to charge a thousand, like, you know, but at the same time, if my system doesn't resonate with that, then I'm going to be in fear. And I'm yeah. automatically, well, I'm not going to get anybody for that there. Or now I'm going to have to, you know, I said I give them an hour, but sure, I'll give them six hours instead. Like, oh, do you know, awesome. like, so you'll be all out of whack. Like, so it's not the ridiculous pull a figure from the sky, but looking at the mundane part of this is what I need. This is what I can work out at. Okay. Does that, okay. Do, do I feel that actually resonates? Does that match, you know, like, depending on where you're at, what you're offering all there. Like, mm. but it'll still, to me, for me, a big part of it is teaching people to respect the work I do. Like, you know, not yeah. my clients, but it's like when I teach people Reiki and I'm going, you're going to, have to share this with the world. Do you know, it comes from the simple thing when people go to me, oh, you can just mix stuff. And I go, for me, I don't. That's just not how I work. I go, but for me also, I've had too many people on the other end come and go and, are you putting needles into me now? Or are you going to like stripping off? And I'm like, sweet Jesus, what were you receiving? Like, what was, what was that Reiki session like? And for me, it's like, A, we on the other side have to educate people about what healing is. Um, I can understand why people do not trust this environment that way. Like, mm -hmm. do you know, like, but it's also teaching respect. Like, do you know, like, I respect the work I've done. Like, I could have, paid to train as a doctor probably through everything that I've spent in this work like 
Do you know, like, so I respect the work. I respect the space I hold, the healing I hold that way. Like, and I want the same from those who come sit opposite me. Like, even if they're just learning once they're curious and open minded, but they're not like maybe, what was it? I remember when I first started working about 13 years ago, there was places that were doing 25 euro for Reiki, like, and people phone up going, but yes, so and so does 25 euro. And I'm like, deadly, go there. Do you know, like, because when I take out all the other costs, here, you know, like, mm-hmm. as I say, say to people, mm-hmm. sometimes there's easier ways to make a book. Yeah. Do you know? And we we see that also being exploited by the system, you know. Um, over the years, companies approached, um, like, hey, can you do a corporate session? And, like, whatever, 15 euro they would pay. And, you know, um, and again, everyone is different at different times you know but if, mm. if you've been to any of my classes I couldn't possibly go in there ethically either because usually people come out of retreats with me with the realization that they're in the wrong job so I couldn't possibly mm. have the job paying me for more or less coaching their staff out of their job you know out of their happiness but also this idea of you know for some it works and there is value of that you know teaching yoga in that environment um but funnily enough, the corporate setting obviously goes like there's millions of yoga teachers. So we just going to offer bottom price. And I've seen it with retreats as well, retreat centers. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it happens within the industry as well. It's not just like one against the other side um, approaching and saying, hey, do you want to teach her a week long retreat? There's 200 quid and you get accommodation for free. I'm like, accommodation for free. This is not a holiday. When I teach a retreat, you like you get my full presence. Mm. I'm not hanging, when I'm hanging at the pool, I'm thinking about, I'm watching everyone else hanging at the pool and going like, what do we need to still integrate in later on session? And you know, like mm. there's this constantly that on, it's 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 not like, you know, yeah. anyway. But what I'm saying is that there are plenty of opportunities to devalue our work and to devalue our system. The question is, are we buying into it? And when we mm. look at structure first, that includes money, but it also includes our energy. And again, everyone is different. I I, I have met astrologers. They can literally do, you know, eight sessions mm. and they have integrity a day. That It's not impossible. It's just not who, who, who I am. Um, but to look at your structures of money, of time also, uh, again, I have the time. I don't necessarily have the energy to to take that many sessions but if you have children or if you have a day job you know think about sort of all the structural components and then go to start designing a structure that you're excited about Mm. i think that's really important not just a structure that i'll do like you can go there you can downsize always but at least start start creating a realistic structure around money time energy availability that you are excited to show up Mm. for and then you can grow into that and then when you've grown into that do that again for the next evolution of yourself because really the structure think of it in that way structure think of when if you have a meditation practice if your room your house is all over the place and everything is totally messy it's much more difficult to actually sit down and and find a time and the space to do your practice and the same goes for your business if there is no structure that supports it you're there you're more likely to create from a fight or flight system because like part of you goes always like oh jesus the washing or jesus the need to do this oh my god like mm. the bills aren't paid there's this there's, there's like an unease so the more when you can create a certain level of structure that serves you and holds you 
I mean, you are just freeing your potential up, your creativity. And to access our creative minds, really important, our nervous system, when it's in fight or flight, we actually cannot access our creative potential. Mm. Our brain doesn't go there. It goes to the familiar, the already, the well-threaded path by also by society. So if we're talking about really want to bring through, channel through in our soul aligned business stuff that that deeply moves us, that we're deeply excited about. We got to make sure that we have a setup mm. that um, I don't want to say insures because you can never insure, but that sort of gives a good chance that your nervous system is in a rest and recovery and easefulness mm. because that's when you're tapping into you know, the deeper layers of creativity, that's where you can bring and channel through ideas and, you know, and even holding a space in that place for your, for your clients, for your students, it's much more potent. And the irony in that is when you're holding such a space, your Mm. clients, your students are happy to pay you, which then as a result is easing your nervous system again. And then you're like, once you're hooked into that, I think of it as a spiral, it either goes downwards or it goes upwards and expansive. So really, I think structure overall births or can birth. It's the, to me, structure is almost like the birth canal that something can come through and out of you. Well, the structure is what's going to be holding you. Like, So if I've said, oh, I'm going to see 30 clients a week and then I sort of look at my schedule and I have to pick up the kids from school and then I have to take them to their sports thing. And we all know kids just don't go to school and come home. I know enough parents to know there's three million other little outdoor activities they're doing after it. Like, you know, like, or your partner works from home or works and can't look after them. You know, you've all these other little moving factors. So you're, then you're going, Oh, actually, I actually can't fit 30 clients in, like, unless I work Saturdays and Sundays and then I have no space for me, myself, my family. Like, do you know, like, so you, by creating that structure, you're actually seeing the, the, the gap, the, gaps in a sense the holes but you're also if you're run i'd say to anybody running a business put an empty space like oh yeah do you know because the the main thing that most of us will do when we're starting a business and i i, I will speak from experience is like oh my god I, I like i'll see anybody anytime to get the experience so you're one client on a monday one on a wednesday and maybe one on a saturday and then you might get another one in the morning and the evening and you're neither here nor there do you know like and I'm like saying people, like when I decided I'm working two days a week and that is it, I just like that that gives me structure and that gave me flow then like, you know, rather than the start and stop and start and stop and sort of thing. Like I like being in a space where I'm all in and then I'm all out sort of thing. Like, do you know, like where there's a beginning and a middle and an end, like, and it's different for everybody as we've said, like, but I think having that there structure lets you see, okay, this is what I actually have the capacity for. Do you know, yeah. like, and that's okay for now because I know plenty of people with kids who run businesses going, yeah, the kids now are only young, but then this gives me space now to get my feet going, working a little Saturday morning, seeing my clients, starting to build up sort of my reputation, people knowing me, word of mouth, whatever it is I decide to do. And then when the kids get a little bit older, then I can take over that little Monday morning as well or that Monday evening or whatever. Do you know, like, so it's not, I think sometimes when we start this, we're either all in or all out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. we can be both, like, just like we were saying about tr- transitioning from jobs, I'd say to anybody, stay one foot in that world, you know, just because you're moving into the spiritual does not mean you have to disown the corporate world, like, do you know, like, because you'll be hiring their server somewhere along the way for something, like, do you know, like, so move gently and easily, like, but know your mm-hmm. capacity to, and by, to me, that structure is standing back and looking and going, well, actually, I can't work during the summer months because the kids are at home and I actually don't want to. Yeah. You know, and you get to decide that. 
Chino and the like. thing is, is <laughs> not to turn anyone off that's thinking about self-employment, <laughs> but there, there is there 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 is sort of a, a rat tail to it in a lot of ways, you know, that has like perceived disadvantages in some way in terms of how you have to manage your own money you have to hold the tax back until you pay and make your accounts at the end of the year or whenever the, the your tax year whenever that is you know there, there there are all these other things but one of the major gifts i think in working for yourself is like you get to decide when and how you want to work yeah. and here's the thing if you're not taking advantage of of the freedom that comes with your business the responsibilities will kill you you know, yeah. because it, it goes hand in hand. And when you utilize the freedom, the responsibilities then become lighter and e more easeful. Um, and I, I was lucky I learned from um, from a really good role model at the time in terms of role model, in terms of how to hold structures. Um, a teacher went to, uh, she wasn't teaching just yoga, it was a, a blend at it, but she was teaching literally two days a week. Uh, she was renting a room. Um, she was a single mother and she put her daughter all the way through college and paid a mortgage mm. with two evenings of teaching a, a blend of yoga and, uh, and something like that. She had clarity in her structure and for that she had the freedom for her it was really important to spend time with her daughter, mm. you know, quality time, but also to have the financial means to, you know, it was, she was also like a health yeah. and well-being coach but it all flowed into the classes. So nutrition was really important for her. Training was really important for her, like her, you know, next training. Um, but there were all these components. You wanted like freedom and the fluidity and abundance that her daughter grew up. She didn't feel like her daughter should suffer for her choices in that way. And, you know, whilst I don't teach that much from the content of, you know, that has mostly influenced, I have learned, I would say, almost all of my first eight, 10 years of running business from being in her classes and her mm -hmm. sort of mentoring me along those ways, just simply because there was growing out of the marketing environment into an environment that people say you can never make a living in. And yet I I saw a role model, I saw a person in flash, I was going to her classes that made it work. And so when you're having people in your life who who work for you as a role model where you go, oh my God, I can see myself mm -hmm. implying, applying it in this particular way, you know, really start having conversations with them. And, and sometimes it can be a mentorship that's not even official mentorship, you know, like between us, there was never anything like there were no finances exchanged. I stepped in and taught some of the classes when she was on holidays, but I learned from her. She took the entire summer off. That was unheard of. Mm -hmm. And I remember that that wasn't a time there were no yoga studios. So we ran mostly like, you know, community classes and centers and stuff like that. But the June, July, August, she was not teaching. And she, by holding that space, taught me to not be anxious about mm. not teaching. And then in mid-September, when her daughter went back to school at the time, she started afterwards, yeah. you know, and we courses and, I've, you know, her class the courses were full and they had waiting lists. And But there was no fear what I loved about how she had her structure. There were so many things around that where I'm like, oh, my God, she was sort of an artist in creating a natural supply and demand and a gap of supply she really understood to not over deliver it all the time because people were just like overly full so by her taking the summer off 
and taking two or three weeks off between each course made those courses really full. And so there was a clear beginning, like you said, middle and end of each course of each teaching year. And it actually progressed us as a group very quickly forward without ever being in the pushing or the fear domain you know um i'd be i don't know i'd be very sensitive to whenever somebody wants to rope me in to quickly sign up for the next one and we always like where is that exactly coming from because i i don't want to learn in an environment that is driven and held by fear so be very sensitive towards that there was none of that in her environment so if you have someone that 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 stands for that that you know to have conversations with them i I think that can be really helpful Mm -hmm. because sometimes to me, that was the best belief buster because before I could really buy into that whole belief system, like it wasn't even deep enough in yoga that, you know, with the whole, the broken yogi and the yogi that doesn't have money and the spiritual world is all like nobody can pay their bills. And, you know, there's a lot of that in, at the time mm. was going around before I could really adopt any of those beliefs. She came in and just by being her, showed me a different way of holding mm. space that is up to this day um, that I'm grateful for. So, yeah. Trish, if you're listening, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is like, because for the majority of people who enter into this realm, they, they want to escape the nine to five. And then they find themselves yeah. back in maybe a different time zone of that, but in the same regimental ways of it. Like, and I think, mm-hmm. you know, like we might go, God, there's a lot to run in a business. And there is like, but all of that can be learned. Or if you have the pleasure of handing it off to somebody else, parts of it, like, do you know, like, but it can all be, learned like from others or just through trial and error like but it's um to remember like always remember why we started to run our business you know Mm. like what what really made me because it probably and we'll all go it wasn't the money like do you know like that has to be part of it like it needs to feed feed me and nourish me and let me do other things like but to remember why because then when those little we're headbutting those little things that are wrecking our heads and we're going, but why should I have to figure out what I want to charge? Can I just do what Mary's doing? Like, Mary has a completely different lifestyle. Do you know, like, or why do I have to, you know, figure out how, how, how to, maybe I don't need a website and maybe you don't. Do you know, like, maybe mm-hmm. you can just run it totally on Facebook or totally Instagram like many people do. Like, do you know, like, but we did it for maybe for the freedom or for flexibility to spend more time, whatever your why was, to have that written down and remember it. And it will change as you grow and evolve, but it can be the driving force while you're first beginning to step out. Like, and I do think it's really important to find people or just to see people who we see running businesses in different ways than maybe yeah. the way we think we should be. And then to realize too that sometimes those people who are running big, big, big businesses have a team of people. All right. Do you like to remember that? Behind that scene could be 30 people of, of staff, like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, and they have the responsibility of paying that staff and doing their healthcare and all the other stuff behind the scenes of that. And you might not want that, you know, but you're aiming for something, not realizing behind all of that is all that other responsibility that if I want this perfect, but if I don't, maybe then redirect myself, like, do you know, like, and to know that all the support can come in and as you grow as well, like, mm-hmm. but I think sometimes initially when we're starting, it's the practice we need of sitting in a space of holding a class, of sitting in front of a human being. And initially, before we even start running a business, it's maybe the practice of sitting in front of friends, family, guinea pigs, as I call them, or anybody to get used to being on a, the different side of the mm-hmm. seat and knowing what it is mm-hmm. to really hold space as well, like, and to really meet people without jumping in to fix them, save them, give them a 10 step plan. 
you know, like, mm. which will be our own stuff. And to always remember that it's often going to be our own stuff that's going to be meeting us possibly in the room or across the seat from us. Mm. So it's always going to be space for you to grow and evolve in your confidence, your self-esteem and your belief in yourself in whatever aspect it is. Like, do you know, like, but for me, when people go like, when they're maybe just first going out, but I really want to share this with others, like, but I don't know how and all. I'm like, right, practice. Well, where are you getting the practice? And they're like, nowhere. And I go, well, how will you know you even will enjoy this? Mm-hmm. Maybe you just love it for yourself and your family. And then maybe when you go start practicing other people, you realize actually this isn't a gig for me. Or you might realize I still love it, but I'm terrified of all this and I'm terrified of all those other parts. And then that's a different because you can work with all of that. Do you know, like, so to me, the practice ground is getting to see, is this really calling me in that direction? Or maybe it's just like, I live this in my own life without it being a business. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And with that, even within the holistic, the soul-driven businesses, there's a huge shift. There has been a huge shift mm. over the last year and a half, two years. There are new opportunities, you know, there are new ways of, 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 of showing up, of running your business, of teaching that weren't there beforehand. So there might be something that you even start seeing you go oh my god that's actually opening something up for me that's where i want to slide in and at the same time there might be if you've been in business for a while ways of looking at you know certain things where you go oh that's that's actually closing a door for me because in under those circumstances you know that's that's not that doesn't allow me to do the work that i'm actually doing and what i mean by that is whatever business we're running, whatever holistic or otherwise um, sort of field we're in, there's something underneath that. So in a way you can be a yoga teacher, but there is a certain, you, teaching yoga is a tool, like what you said, like watch when you start to merge with it, you know, I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher, like you teach yoga, but what's what are you actually what's your intention with with that you know and Mm. so for me there was personally a big shift when we couldn't be in the room with other people you know and it took me literally a year and a half to understand what it exactly was and how I could possibly offer something that is now in alignment with myself again for me wasn't just a matter of get in front of the camera and teach a yoga class on, on the camera in that way because there there is something that I could do that, you know, I could teach a sequence online, but there is back to remembering the joy. Why did you get into it in the first place? And for Mm. me, it was personally the human contact to stepping into a room and sensing what the energy field needs and having that visceral experience. Um, It was never just about teaching sequences. I was teaching from that place. And and just taking that online for me personally hasn't, hasn't allowed me to do the very same thing so you know sometimes these transitions can take time Mm. and on on the other hand it can also be quickly where you go like oh i just don't i don't like sitting in front of people but i love teaching the sequences not as like hey i can actually pre-record now (laughs) you know yeah and 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 like i'm like this like the sequence smith like i'm really good at honing these amazing sequences and i record them i don't have to be live with people and people are really enjoying that or i can really 
you know, design these beautiful meditation practices and mm. I, you know, put layers of music over and I'm like, oh my God, I actually really enjoy layering that over. All of a sudden you might find other aspects that, you know, before that weren't, you know, because you step into a room and you turn the music on, but now there's, if you're into that, there are other possibilities. So all of a sudden these doors can also open really quickly. And what I'm trying to say is just because we're talking about structures and freedom, um, structure is there to really serve your business. It's not mm. there for the structure's sake. So if you need to change uh, or if the environment allows a different structure, you know, to take that freedom of having a soul aligned business and go and like, hang on a minute, this is not serving me anymore. I can't serve the community in this way. I need a rearrangement. Or on the other hand, holy shit, this is possible. I can't believe that. You know, this is like, yes, yes, mm -hmm. step in. And it can be literally a quick shift like that. So it can happen in many different ways. Um but usually it's it's always this balance of, you know, is my structure supporting my my soul essence or what, what I'm bringing through into the world at this point? And I think to me over the over the all these years of, of both teaching and being self-employed, that was always exciting. You know, I, I, I never felt I was stuck. Like I mm. like there's as in I never felt there was an externally imposed system on me that I had to fit in. I was plenty of times stuck, but stuck for different reasons. But we talk about this in other episodes. We might talk about <laughs> that in other, <laughs> when I'm completely through the stuckness. But that sort of you know that others get to decide when I show up, how I show up, when I have to be on, when I'm off. Like I never felt I, I was stuck in that. And for me personally, that was so much freedom. I could breathe. I could feel. I'd be more myself and actually have more integrity in what mm. I teach. So, you know, as we're talking a lot about money and structure, there's an incredible amount of freedom that's available to us as well when we are starting mm -hmm. to design our business so it is aligned with our our own prana, our own energy flow, you know? Mm. It's not meant to smother us like. It's meant to help us expand. We're meant to feel enlivened doing it. We're meant to feel alive. If it's become monotonous and by rote and it doesn't excite you anymore, then sit with that and see what's the invitation in all of that mm -hmm. there. Like, you know, like, and it's, and the biggest thing is to give yourself permission to shift. Like, so if you decide actually like, yeah, I don't know if I can keep working in person. I'm just going to move fully online. Yes, there will be people who would be disappointed. Yes, there will be people to try and put, Guilt you into trying to see them, especially, do you know, like, and, and, and totally understandable. But if it really feels really aligned to trust in that you're doing them a greater service by doing that versus you showing up half fold and sort of mm -hmm. going, well, I have to and I should and they need me and all the martyrdom that comes with that and going mm -hmm. by me shifting and changing. I'm showing people that it's possible and that it's okay to change. And I think that's a really important thing watching the last couple of years, how so much has changed. Like, do you know, like that of going, you get to run your business in whatever way feels really, really good for you. Yeah. And isn't that exciting? Mm. And to me, it's like, yeah, go set up your business. Like my dad said to me, I was up home a couple of weeks ago and I was helping him do something. And he goes, you can just not take direction. And I went, dad, why do you think I run my own business? <laughs> do you know, like, so somebody yeah. else might see it as a weakness, like, but I'm like, yeah, but I can direct myself, but I just can't. That's part of my whole makeup. I like just getting on two hands in and doing something. And he's like trying to tell me what to do. But like you, mm. it's meant to be fun. Do you know, like, so yeah. go, like, when we were sharing about all the little ifs, ands, and buts, it's never to go, oh, don't set up a business. It's to go do it. And you have your two eyes open and your heart open, and you can go meet any of the little challenges that come along the way. Like, 
Yeah, and we got to talk about them in the next couple mm. of weeks as well. So yes, um, whether you are thinking about running a business or already running a business, or even if you have no intention of running a business, I think they're all, you know, th- those conversations are going to be uh, really helpful and sort of like highlighting cool. and having a great understanding of ourselves. It, it doesn't mm. matter, you know, ultimately, ultimately you're running your own business when you're working for someone else as well in terms of figuring out how to create structures in your workplace yeah. if you're an employee it's the same thing how to set boundaries how to show up fully how to understand when it's yeah. time to shift you know it's it, it's the same thing and I, I we had chatted so much about that you know in the holistic field is the same as outside the holistic field mm. you you don't have to be a reiki practitioner fully you can be an accountant and 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 let reiki run through you in in how you show up and you can be yeah. someone who's self-employed and you can be someone who holds that spirit of sovereignty and and and, and self-affirmation and self-worth and value and being really clean in your energies and your boundaries and be an employee yeah yeah oh, in fact we need actually we and god by god that's that in yes the, yes in the workplace that's you what know? i say everybody but we don't need everybody in this field i love everybody in this field but not yeah. everybody needs to be in this field we need the change makers in behind the scenes like you know or on top not even behind the scenes in front of the curtains as well like sort of thing like but totally like yeah yeah so we're looking at these different themes through the lens of you know self-employment maybe um or the the soul aligned business but it's really that's the type of work we're talking and it's affecting all of us so um we're going to be really excited to highlight different aspects yeah 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 Cool. So, dear listeners, now you get an invitation to play with us if there's particular mm-hmm. topics or areas that basically use us as a word I would say to, that's what I say to all my students. You have me, so use me. That way, mm-hmm. so you've both me and BB here. I think combined, we have about 30 years experience between us. That way, like, I love to learn <laughs> through trial and error. BB, I think, does a lot more gracefully than me. So please I do if there's questions. <laughs> If there's questions, areas you'd love direction on or things you're hitting your head up against the minute or even things from your own experience you'd like to share with us, do drop us a little email. Our websites are in the little show notes, Um, but do your whatever they do, DMs through Instagram or whatever way you want to connect with us. Just send us those little questions and we will work through them or yeah. we'll do something with them for definite like yeah um so yeah. That you and can, let us know yeah. we would definitely um keep you know your name out unless you actually yeah. want to be mentioned you know it's always total confidentiality but chances are there are no stupid questions and chances are if you're pondering something or something is confusing to you and regardless how silly it seems there's a lot of other people out mm. there who are thinking the same so uh and there, there are things that we have experienced but there'll be also things that maybe you know, there's only so many things we fit into from 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 our experience, but there's a lot of things we 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 can speak to. Yes. Um. And so, if there's there's something that you're curious about, do do get in touch. Yeah. 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 Cool. So, awesome. thank you very much, everybody, for joining us to this week's episode, and thank you as always for coming along the little tangents with us too. And we look forward to chatting to you next week. Bye. Bye. We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalind McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>